Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of The Pursuit of Plastic. Uh, our May the 4th Be With You special edition episode where we'll be talking about uh, the Star Wars toy lines from way back when in the, uh, the 70s up to today with the uh, the awesome Black series, which we'll get to later. Yay, this is Casey. And this is Chris. Wow, yeah, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, Chris has been a Star Wars buying a Star Wars toy since he's been born, <laughs> right? Yeah, I was I was trying to you know order toys from within the womb. Um, you were I, using the Force to make your mom buy you toys. <laughs> exactly. Um, I yeah, I've been a big fan of the toys, big fan of the franchise uh, since I as far back as I can remember. And you know we we talked about that in our our Tali talk episode. Uh, that was dedicated to Star Wars, the first of many. And this, uh, so uh, you know, I was excited to do a uh, a toy episode about Star Wars because it 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 had these toys have had such a huge uh, influence on the action figure market today. Yeah, seriously, and this also introduced marketing, you know, for a movie um, thing to the effect that it never existed before. Uh, this is actually one of the reasons um, that I think George Lucas is alive. I know a lot of people can make fun of him for the movies and the, uh, the prequels especially, but the fact that the guy had the foresight to own all of the rights to his characters um, and then market them, nobody has been smarter than that. At least he was the first person to start it. So, right, and then and then make you know four billion dollars in a uh, sale to Disney, and giving the the franchise essentially to the fans who uh, <laughs> who love it as just as much as we do and and everybody out there. Um, so you know, you know George Lucas was a very smart, very smart man, and you know it's. It's funny to watch like um, Spaceballs, which is like the big Star Wars parody that that made fun of like the merchandising. Um, but that was that was the key, and uh, he launched a huge phenomenon. Um, these these action figures were everywhere. <clears throat> they were. They um, are everywhere. They are everywhere. Um, <laughs> there, then and now. Um, there, with with the Force Awakens coming out this year, there's a huge, huge new. New uh, fan base being built, you know, even now with the with the comics and books that are being put out. Yeah, so let's start it off. Let's go back. Um, we're going back in time. We're going back in time, especially thirtieth anniversary of Back to the Future. It's gotta go back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about the history. Uh, like I said, they were George Lucas' first person to do merchandise for a movie, but. When did this actually start? Star Wars number one, 1977. So, go back. Uh, so, yeah, so Star Wars <clears throat> came out in theaters in 1977. Uh, but, you know, of course, before that, you know, the, they're shopping that license out there. They're looking for one of these toy lines to carry the Star Wars brand. And um, you, have, you, know, you have to do that before the movie comes out because you want your, you want your products to be there around the holiday time to make the sales and and get these toys to the kids. So um, the the first license the the first uh, company that the license was actually offered to was Meagle, uh, which is actually um, very interesting. Uh, and 
I really wonder what that would have turned out like if they if they would have if they would have gotten their hands on it. I think it would have been very interesting because if you think of remember those and I think I still have them like the Barbie doll versions of the characters in the uh, in the 90s that were all dressed up um you know so and obviously Mego you know toyline from the 60s very popular with like all their superheroes as well as their GI Joe those kind of guys um NECA now NECA now does the does a Mego like line as well so does Diamond Select just came yep. out with uh you know, they have a whole bunch of them, which are awesome. But yeah, to see Star Wars would have been. <laughs> would it? Do you think it would have been in that style, or do you would have? Do you think they would have went with what Kenner did? No, I think they would have been in the style of Mego. Right. I mean, they're yeah, already wildly popular. Yeah, they're not going to reinvent the wheel for themselves. Those try to. You know, we've watched Toy Hunter. You know, and that's one of his major things, is like finding like a, a Batman or a Robin Mego toy. I mean, they're worth so much money, and that's why they're getting reinvented, or I don't know, rebooted now. Yeah, that's the, that's the best term for it. But, um, yeah, so I, I guess I guess we would have saw a bunch of you know <coughs> doll-like figures instead of uh, the classic 3.75 inch or as they call them, 118th scale. Uh, action figure uh, that that Kenner made made popular by picking up the Star Wars line, but you know it wasn't really a um, this smooth launch for them. Uh, do you remember the that early bird uh, the early bird certificate package that they uh, they were selling at first? Yes, it it uh, came with a diorama display stand. Uh, you got a membership card, much in the way of like uh, Marvel did, Make Mine Marvel uh, membership card. And I, I think you had to like send away to, for those, right? Didn't you have to send them to Kenner? Yes, you would send them to Kenner, uh, and the certificate would be redeemed for the first uh, for the first four figures, which was uh, Luke, uh, Leia, uh, R2, and Chewbacca. Uh, so, which was yeah, that's an interesting assortment, um, all heroes. Uh, there's no villains in that, which is which is which is kind of cool. But um, so, like you said, it came with a diorama, also some stickers and the card. Uh, so, but the funny thing was, nobody really anticipated how popular this movie would be. Um, oh. What's yeah, that? Yeah, no, no. I, well, I was thinking that um, I, I see you have one of these fun facts down there that uh, Kenner was a subsidiary of. General Mills, yes. and it's very much a serial thing to do. Is uh, you remember getting that that uh, see-through Predator toy? Who knows why the what? I don't even know oh. what uh, serial it was that you had to send in to get a, a Predator they, figure. No, it wasn't a serial. I think it was just send away, right? That was a send away. But um, during the very we'll go we'll talk about part of the force, you know, too later. But when they when they relaunched that series in '95. They did a mail away for um, that Ghost of Obi Wan figure. I think oh, that was yeah, a serial. That was yeah. um, yes. so they they were kind of trying to go a little retro on that, and uh, <laughs> you know, do it was cool that they were doing that because it was very similar to you know the early bird special. Uh, there was another thing they did uh, back then. I, I I don't remember exactly what it was, but you could send away. But these those mail offerings were very popular, um, and it's cool because you would get those very limited figures. 
yes, I'm sure that those are the ones that are worth the most amount of money. <laughs> exactly. Ex exactly. Um, but the funny thing is, like, this, this early birth certificate package, um, they, they couldn't make enough figures for the demand um, for the toys. Uh, so they decided to give them give the certificate to kids or families or whatever. Um, they they would fill it out. They would and then you know eventually it would be fulfilled and they would uh, they would get their figures. That that went from four figures to twelve figures um, eventually for that very first release. Oh wow! Um, it's awesome though. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were really they were really pushing. They were really just gonna. Push out these characters because they were marketable. The movie was so popular. Um, let's see. I'm gonna let me give them all to you. We got uh, we got a Tuscan Raider, C-3PO. Uh, I think it's a Rebel Trooper, Han Solo, Chewie, Leia, Luke, R2, Vader, uh, Stormtrooper, Obi-Wan, and a Jawa. So I mean that's that's pretty impressive. That's uh, a nice assortment of all the characters that were uh, enough to. Enact, you know, reenact your favorite scenes from the movie, um, and I just want to mention—I do want to mention one cool play feature about these old Star Wars toys were those lightsabers that would, the telescoping ones that would go in and out of their hands, so you could like pull them out and then push them back in after battle. Um, so these figures were, you know, they were they were cool. They had some cool play play features, and you know, were definitely marketable to um, fans of the movies. So let's talk of being fans of the movies. What are some of the figures that you remember growing up with? Um, it's funny, uh, as you know, about the time we're recording this episode is Easter time. So, with toy hunting right now, I'm in stores. I'm looking for figures that it's been kind of dead for the last couple of months, but now it's kind of like uh, a time to start seeing new new waves hit. So, Easter was like this time I would get my Star Wars figures for some reason, and I'd always get one in my my Easter baskets. I remember I had I had Bib Fortuna, I had a Gamorrean Guard, I had I had a lot of figures that I think were mostly a Return of the Jedi since it was probably closer to you know the time when I was starting to get action figures maybe like three or four so Jedi came out eighty three I'm getting action figures around eighty four eighty five so um, I I remember these clearly because I had them for a very long time I you know. And, and eventually I sold them in garage sale because like maybe they were missing a leg or whatever, but people were buying them up. So people were toy hunting back then <laughs> too. Um, but those those are my earliest memories with these toys. I didn't I didn't have a lot of them. I remember uh, friends of mine having them, um, you know, going over and playing with the Millennium Falcon. Uh, I'm pretty sure my one friend had almost every Star Wars toy. Uh, he was the same one that like I I watched the movies for the first time with and stuff like that. So. I remember having uh, a Max Rebo figure. That's awesome. Um, which I thought was cool because I was a huge, huge Muppet fan. And um, I know a lot of people complain about Jedi because of it being too Muppety. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I love Jedi is because <laughs> I love Jim Henson and I yeah. love the, uh, the characters. And, you know, to have, like, this weird, creepy alien dude who plays a keyboard or whatever. <laughs> Listen, that, that, the opening scene the Jedi is one of the best cinematic um, sequences in, in all of filmmaking, I swear. I, it's, it's, it's so good. Just, I, I don't know why. That, that just that makes the movie for me. It, it's, it's just so amazing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I remember 
specifically having um, him and then uh, a Luke. Um, what do you want to say? Like Luke in the Jedi outfit, of the course. Black outfit. Yeah, the black outfit. I um, had a lot of, even then, and obviously now I'm a little bit more discerning, but I've just never thought of them to look like the actors. And that was something that I just didn't get into like when I was a kid because I love Star Wars so much. And I'm just like, these don't look like what they're supposed to look like. So I, I had a lot of, you know, I had like a Boba Fett I had Max Rebo, and I have E. I have uh, Wicket, so I had a lot of the the creatures. Man, so you look like that. You were, you were a critic at that age. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You're, you're like, where's where's Tom McFarlane? Well, think about my character. You know, my my people are Batman and Spider Man. They so, both wear masks. I I understand. Yeah, I I can see that. And that you can't and that's screw a big thing. Up. I know, and that's a big thing when we get to uh, the re uh, the two thousand five or nineteen ninety five line. We'll talk about too. <laughs> so, Ugh, I, ah, I'm just not as uh, not as much fan, but um, you know, like it definitely, like we already said, it changed the toy landscape forever. I mean, going those early eighties and and getting toys based off of you know at that time, the most popular movie franchise only sparked how we are. I mean, Avengers, Transformers, all these turtles are all over the place now. Exactly. Uh, once, once George Lucas started to make millions, everybody else knew that this was a way to not, you know, not only make money, but to market your brand. And it has been slowly growing and growing and growing. And now, look at where we're today. Collectibles and and just the just the sheer scale of things that are put out on a weekly basis based on a number of geekly properties. It's, and, in, it's uh, insane. It's insane. We have a podcast devoted to that. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> All right, so let's go on. So we have the early 80s, you and I are growing up, and um, then we get to the power of the force, right? Power of the Force Series 1? Series 1, yes. yes. Uh, so Power of the Force Series 1 was kind of the end of that that era of Star Wars, of that Star Wars toys. Um, really, it ended, it ended in 85. Uh, it was a complete decade before uh, it was the license was picked up again, and they started manufacturing figures. So, Power Force was trying to just put out figures that you know that either weren't produced before, or they're just rehashing figures. Uh, we saw we saw them figures based on uh, Ewoks and uh, droids. So you know what expanded universe was happening at that time. They were they were making figures based on that too. Um, so why you know why not why not try to market those those toys and those characters um, even though they were you know eh, the, the cartoons were okay you know when you're a kid the Ewok movies were okay whatever I'll take them for what they are but you know it it was it was really trying to just hold on to Star Wars uh, for as long as you could and still make money off it. Right. Well, I mean, 1985, two years past Jedi. Um, 
we get our first, we get 15 figures released for the first Power of the Force line. Um, they also, like you said, they use for the animated series droids. Um, and I think that's our first time we get uh, that Boba Fett, right? E uh, or no, yeah. that's a special. I'm thinking of the special. Which one? Isn't it like that Christmas special where you see Boba Fett and you get that figure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so when he was first introduced, which is funny in that terrible, terrible special, uh, yeah. but it was that cool animated feature they did, which is cool. It was actually introduced through an animated sequence. Um, but there was that, I guess we should mention the Holy Grail of toys where there was that Boba Fett with the uh, the firing missile backpack. Right. Quickly recalled. Uh, so the kids didn't eat, and swallow, and choke on that thing. Uh, Shoot each other's eye out. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> who knows what it, what kids do with their firing missiles? I mean, <laughs> it's insane uh, to even think about. It. But um, so you know, they recalled that, and they made also one that did not fire. So um, there was, you know, there's plenty of toys from that period. They're they're worth good money these days if you have them intact, in and um, eventually. The Star Wars craze died. Right. Yeah, they stopped. Um, they stopped. It's crazy though. They stopped in 1985, and I guess it's just because there's no new movies. And if you think about it, there's really no new movies until '97, uh, which is a rehash of the old movies. Yeah, I. You know, they they anticipated that these films were coming out. Let's build hype for them a couple years before. Why not do the opposite of what quote-unquote we did the first time um, and start to build that craze again through action figures, through the kids, through the, through the, the you know, we were in our early, what, uh, early high school days, maybe freshman, sophomores when these first coming out. And right. um, we're talking like Still buying, still buying action figures because they're so awesome. You know, it's like, oh wow, this is really reminiscent of of my childhood. I'm a geek. It's great to see action figures coming out, and I think once again that line led to what happened in the early 2000s. You know, as we started to see with uh, Toy Biz making Marvel Legends, and you know, eventually Mark Farland and all these great these great toys because people were interested in buying action figures again. But don't you think it's weird that they go away for 10 years and then there's no movies and they're just like, you know what? Let's put out a new Star Wars line. No, I don't think it's I don't think it's weird. They knew that those special editions were coming. They were working on them. They released the figures, you know, if they're talking about like making these figures, they had to be talking about doing special editions early in early the early 90s, like at least planning them out. That doesn't so that doesn't surprise me. What it doesn't surprise me at all because George Lucas still has complete control over what's happening with his his licensing. I am surprised that they would introduce these toys in a landscape where there are no Star Wars toys because Star Wars hasn't been around for fifteen years. That's what surprises me. It. In a way, I, I just think it was a way to build hype, and it's and it's a so way to see how and, a, and just to see how responsive people were to to Star Wars. It's a, it's the perfect way to do it because toys are 
toys are cheap to make. You know, it's it's a it's you can put it out to different crowds, um, and people are going to buy them because if 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 they really believe that Star Wars was that popular still, then it was a good risk to take. Yeah, I'm really being devil's advocate because right. obviously no, 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 I know. we're still buying Star Wars toys. I just think it's curious because, like, I didn't buy those toys in 95 because I, I bought them all. You bought them all. <laughs> and it wasn't that I had stopped loving Star Wars, but I was just like, at that time, like you said, when, I, when other people are on the landscape making... Um, okay, so in 95 is a little bit different. I don't even know if there was McFarlane toys at that time. So there's not a lot of options. I mean, I wasn't. I was not collecting toys. I was not excited about toys at that time. <clears throat> I just got out of my like X Men toy biz days. You know that toys were not where they were when like around the time like McFarlane started to get popular. They weren't there yet, and that's what I'm kind of saying is like again, Star Wars re reignited this this whole action figure love and. It hasn't. I don't think it's stopped since since '95. No, it hasn't. It's just grown and grown and grown, and you just see more and more and more toys every year. So it's just a weird thing to do. Yeah, Star Wars <laughs> is like the granddaddy of action. Is <clears throat> the granddaddy of action figures or the Alien Queen just pumping that shit out? Yeah. You know? All right. Well, all right. So 1995 happens, and uh, you know, love it. Like. Yeah, so I don't. You know, the funny thing about those toys, though, there was um, they they weren't awesome. Um, they, the lightsabers were new. It was a new concept of building um, with the hilt already with the lightsaber out, so it looked more authentic. Right. Uh, that was cool. I like that. Um, what they do now is better with where they give you the hilt and the extended lightsaber. Uh, those right. are Um the the problem with it it was like what you said uh, they they really didn't look that good Luke Skywalker uh, was not did not look like Mark Hamill in that movie he looked like He Man he had like this giant chest uh, he was ripped I mean he was like he was the hero of the galaxy uh, one handed um, Princess Leia looked like oh man there's uh, I forget there was like the parody of I don't know if it was like Austin Powers, but whatever it was, she was like very, very manly looking. Right. Um, so I mean, the droids looked fine. Darth Vader looked fine. You know, as we always say, the ones with the masks are the easiest ones to make. So they, it was a, it was a decent, it was a decent launch that line, and you know, eventually it was just onslaught from there as they moved from A New Hope to Empire to Jedi theme. And this is, so, just to go back a little bit, this is in 1991 when Hasbro um, took over, but they were still getting put out as Kenner. That was, yeah. I mean, Hasbro bought bought Kenner in the early 90s, and then and this launched is Power of the Force, Force 2 Force in, 90, in yeah. 95. So two years, no, two years before the special editions, right? Because a year later, something very dear to our hearts—a uh, little little multimedia event called Shadows of the Empire—came uh, out. Um, you know, this was before the special editions. This was this. This, this was ninety-six. Yeah, ninety-six. Yeah, a year later, uh, it was. It's unparalleled. Like it's an unparalleled event 
for something that was George Lucas sanctioned, and we're we're not even sure if it's legacy, like legacy now, whatever the fuck they want to call it, but they released, they just they made a story that happened between Empire and Jedi. They released a comic, a book, action figures, you know, all this great video stuff game. based on the video game. game. I mean, you can it's endless, like Mike Machine, all this shit, and it's like. This is what they were waiting to do, and it was so cool to see these action figures because it was um, it was actually the first time the line uh, was taking a step outside the boundaries of the movies. Yeah, this was. Um, I mean, I, I would say that Shadows of the Empire had a lot to do with the success. Uh, you know, the specialist. I also it has a lot to do with. Everything as far as like my love of Star Wars, just because it revitalized things. Oh yeah, I mean we like you said we were in this lull forever. We had only the original trilogy live on. We had dreams of what the prequels were about. You know, it's um, I, mean, I I used to like when I was a kid, I was playing with my Star Wars toys, imagining like what the lightsaber battle between Obi Wan and Anakin was really like, and you know, eventually they they tried to spell that out in the prequels, unfortunately, but we can talk about that another day. Um, so, Shadows of the Empire was just like this new creative um, outlet, and they just gave us this brand new story that was that would explain the events between, like, what was happening to our favorite characters between Empire and Jedi, introducing new characters like Shizor, <laughs> Dash, Dash Rengar, you know, and, and, and just um, really just Opening up the Star Wars universe to a whole a whole new realm of possibilities, and it also I think at that time it would I don't even want to call it expanded universe because why it said this is canon, but I, it does open I up things. I can't agree with that because this is what George Lucas does: is every time somebody would write a comic or a book, he would have final say on what was going to happen. He would say. Either this character has to die, this has to happen in this book, ABC, and then you write the rest of the book. So he had control over the expanded universe. So I, I still have problems with like some of the stuff that they turned into legends, uh, or le- I don't fucking know, legends is that what it's called? Um, yeah, yeah, legends. So I mean, Shadows of the Empire is expanded universe because it, it was told outside the realm of the movies. And now it's it's even more so because it's apparently it's legends. I, it's, I know, it's, but it's frustrating, man. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I I know exactly what you're saying because um, but we didn't have. It was still a book. It was still a comic. It was a little bit. It was more of maybe a hybrid between expanded universe and what fit in the continuity. I'll I'll give you I'll give you that. You know what I I, I know what you're saying. And from there, I think, is when we also got more... Well, I guess it's after this, when we start seeing more expanded universe start entering into the toy as well, which has not been done before. Yeah. Like, this was... Everything else was the trilogy. That's it. And this, it was like, well, let's just do whatever. Comic books, books movies, uh, video games, like any character now at this point turned into a toy. 
Yeah, it, it really just made it all possible. Uh, it made the Expanded Universe toys happen, um, and you know we, we covered that Kickstarter, uh, the Universe Expanded book, which also he wrote a book about um, Shadows of the Empire. So uh, that, that kind of stuff is just, it's amazing to see how Shadows of the Empire spawned the Expanded Universe toys, especially when we could finally get a Grand Admiral Thrawn toy. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Oh, Kyle Katarn. I mean, these these characters meant just as much as to us as, say, like a Han Solo or or Luke Skywalker. Um, they, you know, for us for us Star Wars geeks, these these characters were awesome <laughs> uh, because they were they were fresh, you know. So they're just being thrown at us. We're like, oh my god. There's these cool new guys, this new smuggler guy, or this, or this weird lizard alien who can use pheromones to like seduce girls. So, it was, um, it was, it was a, it was a really cool concept to see that happen. And then, you know, of course, with uh, expanded universe, with Dark Empire, uh, the Dark Forces games, all that, all that great EU stuff. Um, it was so cool to finally, you know, and exciting to see. Uh, Hasbro make toys based on those characters. And I think that's also a really good spot to go into our commercials before we go on to the rest of the line. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, Tegan? Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those Geeks You Know? Wow! Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you gotta leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You you gotta leave. I called the cops. And we're back from uh, those wonderful commercials. (laughs) Wonderful as usual. Truly amazing, dude. All right, so um, we left off with the uh, Shadows of the Empire uh, line, and what came after this, Chris? Uh, th- we can mention the the special editions. Um, they started to come out in '97. They were starting to pump those out. Was it every six months? I don't think it was every yeah. year. It was every six. It was it was quick in succession. Um, no, so, I mean it was within a year that three movies. Came out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that that was that was great for all of us because you know we finally got to see these movies in theater. Uh, you know, no matter what arguments you have against what Lucas did with the special editions, there's good things or bad things. There's Dash Rendar's ship. I mean, I mean, there's this kind of crazy shit that I'm gonna go back to what we just talked about before. Like, how can you not have Shadows of the Empire be canon when you're showing the ship in the special edition? So, um, anywho. We, the, we didn't get a whole lot of figures through this time. Uh, they were just releasing characters based on the original trilogies. Um, we, the one highlight I do remember from that time was uh, when we saw a Jedi in theater, and if you're the first 20 people in line, you got that exclusive figure. That Which I still have. Yep, me too. Um, that, was, that was pretty sweet. Uh, that was a great promotion. Uh, that was exciting for... Uh, toy collectors like me uh, that was collecting the line all the way through and um, and just was like, hey, here's here's an exclusive figure, and that was that may have been like one of the very first really exclusive figures I ever I ever got. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so that that was cool. So the hype of the uh, the, the special editions was great. Um, I'm continuing to you know collect through this time because they're releasing up the Jedi. Um, and then, you know, the prequels got announced. Uh, so we're finally going to see what happened before the Holy Trilogy. And, you know, no matter your point of view on it or um, however you may feel, it was it happened, it's there, and we got a whole toy line out of it. Yeah, well, yeah. I, re- I, remember, <laughs> I remember when these came out and... Um, my cousin was working not for episode one, uh, for episode one that you know is fine, but for episode two um, for the Clone Wars, which was in two thousand three, he worked at Toys R Us, and they had a huge launching for it. And I guess they did also have a huge launching for the Phantom Menace. Like Toys R Us opened up, I think, at like midnight. Oh yeah, for the the toys. I, I think and, I was there. Uh, you probably were. And, um, I didn't go because I was like, these toys have always looked like crap, and <laughs> I don't know who these characters are yet, <laughs> so I'm not going to go there. I have one toy. I have, Actually, sorry, I have two. I have General Grievous, and I have an Anakin from the Clone Wars. <laughs> General Grievous from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they, these toys really didn't start looking decent until maybe the mid-2000s. Even still today, the 3.75 inches are are nothing really to write home about, um, unless yeah. they have a mask, as we've mentioned a numerous amount of times. But, um, I mean, it is what it is with these toys. It was It's the scale they're at. They're, they're collectible. Uh, you're able to make many different versions of each character. Uh, you know, so... It was it was marketable. Kids bought them. Collectors bought them, and that's it, man. And soon enough, the that that trilogy spawned the Clone Wars, and the Clone Wars was just a whole another plethora of of collecting. It was just another line that that Hasbro put out, um, and it and actually it was kind of cool because it 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 took. The design of the show, and and, and they transform the characters to look more cartoony. 
so that was kind of the first step outside of that as well, uh, of doing more as you know as realistic as possible <laughs> uh, renditions of the characters. I actually appreciate those toys more because of the way that they look cartoony. Because yeah. they actually get the sculpts down and mm-hmm. they look like the characters in the show. I think it's they're trying too hard when they try to look like the actors in the Kenner line and everything is like you get like a droopy eye, the big muscles, the big head. At least with the cartoon line, like an uh, what's her name, Massage Ventress toy. I mean, like that's that's awesome. Like she looks like she does in the cartoon. I can respect that, especially in the beginning when you had the. Um, What's his name? Jendi... Travasky. Yeah, I'm going to ruin his name, but yeah. you know, those first two seasons oh of the Clone Wars where they're God. only like 12 minutes long, oh. I mean, insane, and the toys are great. Those toys are so awesome. They, they're they so um, stylized. Uh, that I have. I think the only one I have is a General Grievous. Um, I wasn't really... I, I had this like cold period of collecting Star Wars toys for some reason, but that... That General Grievous might have might have reignited my uh, collecting habits for Star Wars because it was just so cool. Um, and you're right; it's like when they're able to do stylized, um, not so realistic toys, they're they're on, man. Even these these new these new Rebel toys are decent enough at 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 the scale they're you know and the price point they're at. Yeah, I mean it's. Um... I, the the rebels toys. I we'll talk about it. Let's let's not yeah, go. Let's, 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 <laughs> let's see with Clone Wars because I mean Clone Wars was good. Um, yeah. it lasted six seasons. Yeah. It was successful, and during those six seasons, you had six seasons of toys. I mean, you're looking. It was great. Um, that line lasted for four years. <laughs> so, the huge Five. huge really all together. Yeah, exactly. So, um. It's cool. Um, I mean, and then during that time, you had a lot of re-releases. You had some really interesting figures coming out, like um, there was a there was expanding universe toys like uh, Jason and, and Jaina Sova, which are very hard to find. Um, uh, you had some other. Uh, you had two packs coming out uh, from the comic packs. Um, just these, like they were just able to go. Into like the different uh, the old Marvel comics they had, they were doing characters from that. They were doing the Dark Horse. Uh, they were doing the new the new Legacy line that I love so much. Um, yeah. So I mean the the line just it it, it went from just it grew exponentially over over the over the span of um, twenty years. I think and I I think it's it's crazy um, that during that time. We were mostly introduced to, or continuing on with the um, the one twelfth inch. But remember when we finally got uh, some crazy stuff with the um, the unleashed figures? Oh yeah, not figures, but statues. Statues in uh, two thousand two. Yeah, those. Um... I loved those. I, I tried to get as many, <laughs> many of them as possible. Um, they they were highly detailed. They were exactly yes. like they're like you know. It was kind of like an introduction to statue collecting for for those who have been buying action figures for so long. Because you're like, man, I love action figures because I can pose them how I want. But 
look how this guy looks. Holy shit. Um, so, but those were those were super popular. Uh, some were very hard to find. I I never I never got my hands on a Boba Fett. I'd love to try to still. I I still have all of mine. Um, I need to get a shelf up for them because they they just deserve to be displayed. Yes. Oh yeah. Those are beautiful. Uh, the Luke. <laughs> oh, that's the one. That's the ones why I have in my in my uh, in Toy Studio One actually. Yeah, the Vader. <laughs> I mean, it's great, and um, you know, so those are seven-inch plastic statues. And then during this whole time, they had tried to do between 1995 and 2005, they tried to do 12-inch figures, and it just failed because as is. You know, disappointed as I am at some of the smaller figures, the articulation went out the door with the 12-inch. The sculpting, the painting, um, the fabric work, like they just kept lagging, and eventually they got rid of them completely, like stopped doing 12-inch. Now, I know they came back again. We, we're seeing them now with Rebels, um, those 12-inch figures, but those are like for kids only. You know what I mean? Like They're for like three-year-olds who are just going to throw them around the place, which my three-year-old uh, godson has a few of them, in fact. Well, that that's a really that's actually a really good point um, to bring up because it's, it's a smart marketing thing that Hasbro is doing is by, by putting out characters um, at, different, at different price points, at different sizes, for different ages, um, and just marketing that way. Um, because it's it's nice to have a collector line these days like black um, and it it I mean I'm sorry it's it's fucking wonderful to have a collector's line like black series yeah it's, let's be honest Chris let's be really honest I mean it's the first time we see six inch Star Wars <clears throat> toys but uh, just to go back to uh, the other thing it's just like uh, it, I th I think it's just important to in order to make Star Wars last that much longer to to build it for the next generations. Um, especially with the new movies coming out and what the aggressive plan that Disney has for for what's the what's what lies ahead. Well, I think the thing that that's helped them nowadays, as opposed to the twelve-inch lines of the past, is that doing it based off of Rebels, um, they do cartoony things right. Yeah. So they don't have to put as much sculpting when you have characters in masks and characters that are based off the cartoons. Um, on the complete opposite spectrum is that, you know, collectors, uh, Sideshow does Star Wars. And Sideshow Collectibles does 12-inch figures which are unparalleled to any other Star Wars figure that you're ever going to see. You can't um, you can't bring up Sideshow compared to anything, Casey. It's like No, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's not even fair. It's it's it, it's like one of the unwritten laws of of, uh, of toy fandom. But we're talking you know, I'm not going too crazy into it about Star Wars. You can buy a three pack yeah. of those for like fifteen bucks. Or I'm sorry, maybe like a five pack for fifteen bucks. <laughs> of what? I, I the uh, the other twelve inches? <laughs> They're they're yeah, all over the place. They're all over the place. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's let's go into my favorite toy line uh, for Star Wars, the one that actually got me into collecting Star Wars toys <laughs> after <laughs> after twenty five years. Um, 
I remember hearing about the announcement of the Black Series, and I remember seeing an ad. I don't remember if it was a magazine or if it was in um, a comic. It had to have been a magazine or a comic book, right? And you didn't see anything. It was just like Star Wars Black Series, um, made for the adult collector, yep. and there was like a shadow of a figure. No idea what the fuck it is that we're finding, and that line. I remember, and you know, it's not that it's been that long. It's only been like a year, right? Um, 2013, so a little bit over a year. Yeah, a couple years. Um, you know, just finally, we're getting the figures that we want as adults, and the sculpts are better, though they really fucked up on that Slave Leia, and I really, really hope, because she looks like a dude so bad. And even that Han Solo is a little rough too, but first wave. First aside wave. from those. Hey, huh? I'll get I'll give them I'll give them first wave because first wave. Here's here's the thing. It's like everybody needs like kind of a an adjustment period. We saw those toys at Toy Fair this year, the next waves are coming out. That Leia Bush uh, looks amazing. Um, her face looks at least decent. Both those Han and Luke Stormtroopers look better, so I mean, oh, yeah. I, I know they're improving it, and we're only going to see better things. I mean, right? No, I mean, I those are minor complaints. All of the people who are wearing masks, Vader, Boba the Stormtroopers, Boba Fett, the Clone Troopers, the, the Boba Fetts. I mean, brilliant. That's it. You know what I mean? They're they're completely amazing. So, um, the articulation they got down the the paint job they have down, the accessories that they come with it. This is finally the toys that we've been waiting for. And these are know, the toys you're looking for. These are the toys you're looking for. And as much as like, you know, there's thousands, literally thousands from the Kenner and Hasbro line. Um, every single minor character that's ever existed has been made into a Star Wars toy. I actually, in Black Series 6 inch scale, I'll probably get them. I probably will be like, you know what? I do need Watto. <laughs> Damn straight need Watto, Casey. Um, and that's, that's, that's the crazy thing. I, I wasn't really sure how... I guess I was kind of denial on how I was going to pick these up. And really, it's just like, oh, a new new case was announced. i got to get them because I'm not going to miss out on on any of these six right. figures. I mean, once they start, if they do, once they do Forlom and Zuckus, it's going to be, you know, no holds bar. Dengar, come on, bring it. Um, so well, it's I mean, a mix of Unleash, too. They, they kind of have a little bit of movement to what they look like, which I like. Like, the, the Chewbacca looks like his fur is moving, almost. That's that's just good sculpting. That's, yeah. That's, that comes down to yeah. it. That, you know, it's, it's really impressive to see a big toy company like Hasbro put out quality figures like that. You know, and, you know, say, say what we will about the first few. I, I think that they're going to make... They're gonna make improvements. Maybe even yeah. release a slave layer. Who knows? That would be nice. They, the one I, I wouldn't be that bad. There are some of them are really bad, but the one I have isn't too bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, let's talk about a little bit. Uh, and you mentioned it earlier about our friends um, who are doing. They just recently. Uh, were successfully launched a Kickstarter 
for their books, Plastic Galaxy and Universe Expanded. Yeah, I just like to you know let's I'd like to plug that book. Um, by the time that y'all listen to this, uh, it's gonna be uh, already in the works. Uh, the Kickstarter will be ended, so uh, they just actually hit their first stretch goal. Uh, so now the Shadows of the Empire. Called, uh, book called Empire Shadows is now expanded. Uh, it'll have more pages and go more in depth and more photos of the, the different toys. So that's that's exciting. So I'm definitely getting that. Um, so uh, so uh, author uh, Philip Reed, uh, he he also kickstarted a couple other books on on Kickstarter about action figures. Um, he he's putting out this great comprehensive guide to both the uh, expanded universe toys and the Shadows of the Empire line. Exactly. Very, uh, very, very cool. Um, good guy. Uh, definitely a huge fan of Star Wars. Just a big geek. Um, and it's great to try to support those independent artists um, who care. Check it out if you haven't had a chance to on the Kickstarter and... Um, Look up his other books, too, on uh, Transformers. I want to say that there's one more, too. Definitely a Transformers one. The Transformers one, there's um, action figures not included, and another one, and I'm drawing a blank. I'm, I apologize, but he has three books. So what else do you want to say about the Star Wars toys, man? I, I'm, I'm just excited to see um, what's announced for Episode 7. The Force Unleashed. It will be the toy lines unleashed. Um, we've already seen those 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 leaked images of the um, the, the the black series that's going to come. I hope um, that way. That, that's just going to be amazing when that gets announced. Um, of course, you know, at Toy Fair this year when we got to go see Hasbro uh, with Brandon, uh, we just didn't get to see anything from the Force Unleashed. Of course, nobody could show anything from that that movie. Uh, so. It'll be exciting once... Uh, I'm sure we'll see something within the next half a year or so. Once fall rolls around. Yeah, I'm um, super, super excited to see what, what they're going to come up with. Um, with the Force Unleashed, maybe they'll come out with... Sorry, not the Force Unleashed. Force Awakens, maybe they'll come out with an Unleashed line again. You know what I mean? It's been a while that we've seen those. They kind of disappeared, but... New characters have been around for such a long time with the Clone Wars, uh, Rebels, you know what I mean? Like, let's see they're unleashed. It would be awesome. I, You know, it's just now with Disney acquiring the, the whole Star Wars franchise and Disney just being the licensing monster that it is, you know, just merch, merchandising monster that it is, uh, they're, they're yeah. just going to, they're not going to, they're not going to rest. And it's going to be Amazing for collectors and fans, um, and just the sheer scale. Um, but on the on the other side of that, I'm kind of worried because every time I go to the store, I can't find Star Wars toys. I mean, yes, yeah, I found a Hera today, uh, and you know, as we record this, it's April, um, and she's not really scheduled to be launched yet until uh, really the end of the month. So there's some early releases, but I have not seen a Sabine in stores. Um, Hera, I found in the store. Thank, thank God. Um, but you know, it's I have not seen that many other Star Wars toys. The single pack's been sold out since since December. 
um, and there's supposed to be a new wave of them, but they're they're gone. They're picked over by the time you go to the store. And I go to the store two, three times a week. Yeah, I mean, like this is this right here is the literally the pursuit of plastic. I don't even think those toys look all that fantastic. Like the guys got a better sculpt job than um, the girls did, which I think yeah. is complete bullshit. Well, at least Hera. Hera. Is, huh? At least Hera. I mean, Sabine looks Hera, good. Because, yeah, it's her fucking yeah, Sabine helmet. Sabine looks okay, but and Hera's like very muted colors, and uh, her face is plain. Yeah, very plain. So it's she like just Mr. doesn't. Very, look it's very like it's like Mister Bill esque. Right. She got the lips and she's got eyes, but she doesn't have like a, a full face. So it's just kinda like you know, we're we're getting them because we're collectors and I wanna complete the set, but I'm not very impressed with how they're treating um this Rebels line because it's like it's kinda limited. It's hard to find these toys. I, and you think I know I know it is more. I know it is, but at the same time I think that they have this ace up their sleeve where we're going to see a Rebels um, Black Series. I'm sure we will. I mean, could you imagine if they put those figures out in a six-inch form? How awesome that would be. Uh, yes, I can, yeah. because I want an Inquisitor, and I want a Kanan, and I want them to fight. <laughs> Two, I think, <laughs> I, think it, I think it's going to happen. I think... If uh, we saw, like, a... That's my prediction. With uh, my Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, that's a bean with a uh, replaceable head. Uh, who could hang out with <laughs> Boba Fett, um, master unmasked, whatever you want with a with a great yeah. face sculpt. Hey, come on, Hasbro. As long as they list the face mold. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we did a pretty good job uh, touching upon the uh, the Kenner Hasbro world of uh, Star Wars um, toys. We can always do more. Um, we probably will, as you know, on all of our other podcasts. Um, we talk about Star Wars. <laughs> it's a recurring theme. Star Wars is, uh, is you know, what binds us together. <laughs> it doesn't. It surrounds really, us. I don't really let it penetrate. I don't really let it penetrate me. Um, I don't know about you, you. You've been penetrated by Star Wars before. You have. Is that is that like um, with like the Catholic uh, priests and little boys? That's that's disgusting. No, that's just, uh, that's, it was that's, a celebration. You got penetrated. <laughs> all the, so um, all right. Yeah, hey, we should we should mention how we that awesome picture of us riding in that uh, that Star Wars sports car with our lightsabers. I'll put that as the um, when you guys see the image, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> I'll put that as the uh, the slider image of our our trip to celebration. Yes. Uh, yes. So many years ago, for it was Celebration Three. Do it, Doug. Um, so, long time ago, Celebration, whatever the hell it is right now, um, is on now. Uh, Chris Siever, uh, my cousin, uh, co-host of Gourmet Scum Radio, he's going there with his wife. That's their honeymoon. Um, is that Celebration? They'll probably be. I know they they already bought their tickets to meet Mark Hamill and yes. uh, Carrie Fisher. Yes. Hopefully they get to meet J.J. Abrams and uh, get like a keytar signed or something. That's so, crazy. anyways, um, check us out on the Twitter page. Uh, you can it's at Defat Towel. Same thing for our Instagram. Um, 
we have a Facebook page. It's uh, Pursuit of Plastic Podcast on Facebook. Uh, what else, Chris? Yeah, um, check out check us out on Stitcher. Uh, we're so, we're also on iTunes. Uh, rate us, you know, give us a review. Let let us know what we're uh, how we're doing. Um, let us know how much you love toys. Uh, if you love them more than us, hey, you're probably a cooler dude than me. But uh, we also have a, a great donation page set up on Don't Forget a Towel. Uh, that's uh, you know to get better equipment for the uh, the podcast, a little kickback to the site to make everything better uh, for DFAT, um, and just you know the pursuit of all things geekly. Exactly, and then we also have um, our other podcast. Like I mentioned, we have uh, Gourmet Scum Radio. Me and my cousin doing like a lot of uh, '80s, uh, '90s nostalgia. We have those geeks, you know, which is. Um, just kind of three friends geeking out, yelling at each other, talking about uh, all things geekly. And uh, we also have our main podcast, the Towelite Talk. Um, everything's just very geeky, geekly related, and um, a lot of fun. So we have our all of our podcasts are all kind of connected. And um, if you like what you hear on Pursuit of Plastic, check out the other ones uh, on iTunes and Stitcher as well. So this is this is Casey. I'm I'm gonna say I'm signing off. May the may the force be with you. <laughs> yeah, and this is Chris. Happy hunting.